Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. My church. Trying to get through it fast. My name is David, and I'm here with Kevin. That sound is so enthusiastic. (laughs) Boy, that that was just boom. Just nailing it. Boom. Um, You know, something funny. I I don't know why I just thought of this. Excuse me. Um, you know, we were talking about, um, we were talking about leadership last episode, which ironically was like two minutes ago because, (laughs) because this is the same day as last week's episode. Um, anyway, we were talking about leadership and I don't know why I thought of this, but, uh, are you a fan of the, uh, the show, the office? Oh yes. Yeah. So there's this episode from, from season two where, uh, Michael Scott, the boss, on the office takes uh takes them on uh this kind of company morale leadership training and and the whole thing is about leadership and and he starts off in the conference room getting everyone and he says leadership the word ship is cleverly hidden inside the word leadership and so then they go on a ship they go right. on they go on this cruise but um that that just i don't know it just popped in my mind because it's such a great way to not inspire your team <laughs> so if you ever if you ever want to find out how not to inspire a team on on a leadership training exercise watch, the watch that episode yeah <laughs> or you just watch the office just, in general yeah, watch, any episode watch, you'll see a any, bad leadership any episode of the office <laughs> and you'll find out how not to do it the you know the episode that comes to mind is uh, the one in this last season where they're at the uh, the school business fair thing. Oh boy! And he's talking about Pam, and he's talking to this kid and said, "Well, I'd never say this to her face, but I think Pam is a yeah. Well, she's, you know, she's a gifted artist and a very talented person. Yeah. And, and Oscar goes, Oscar, "Why wouldn't you ever say that to yeah. her face?" And that's exactly right. Those are the kind of things you know you should say to someone's face. That's there exactly you what you yeah. should say, not the opposite, which he always does. You so. know, I bet we could do a whole podcast on uh, on on. Lessons learned from the office, you know. I bet we could do a whole podcast after every new episode yeah. on lessons learned <laughs> of how not yeah. to do leadership. But, but that's a good general rule of thumb. Uh, whatever Michael Scott does on the office, don't do with your with your team, uh, because he generally just just doesn't do things right. It's probably safe to say that. It's safe to say. And yeah. uh, you know, in an effort to keep my uh, hacking and coughing and stuff down i'm sucking on a sucker right now so if you hear that sucker noise that's me yeah uh what flavor is that bubble gum oh gross i didn't choose it for the flavor i just picked one okay you know i actually oh i don't have my bag with me i have some ricola in my bag ricola Um, yeah exactly yeah Yeah, that swedish herbal thing um which i don't know if it actually helps I doubt it, it. You know, it might just be candy. It probably is. Really expensive candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I still buy them. So there you go. Yeah, I prefer not to use cough drops in any way, shape, or form. Really? Yeah. Is there a reason? Well, you know, especially, you know, a lot of people use them. This worship leaders will use them when they're sick. Yeah. To get them through a worship service, right? Yeah. But 
they numb your throat like the drugs in them you know they numb the pain in your throat i know i count on that so you can't feel the damage that you're doing to your voice uh well yeah that's a good point <laughs> you know, but... for you know for a long-term life of singing that's usually not a good thing all right fine so fine so i just try to stay away from them in general well aren't you healthy not really aren't you organic i, I am not a healthy person <laughs> in any way Shape or form, oh. literally. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, anyway, any other news we want to talk about before we get into the topic of the day? Oh boy, I don't know. Um, Everything you know. is starting back up. All the new shows are starting back up. Yeah, this week. yeah. The office is starting. The office is this, new this Thursday. Um, you know, of course, by the time this by the time this podcast actually posts, I mean it'll probably be old news. A couple uh, weeks, a couple weeks out. So. You know, whatever. There's a bit of a time delay. And like I said, it's probably a little weird because uh, we just recorded that last one like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why that leadership thing is still fresh on my mind. Right. Uh, but for all the listeners at home, they're like, what? Now you're going to have to listen, go back to episode uh, whatever it was. I think 15, it's 14. 14, 15, somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't know. Boy, your phone, your phone just keeps ringing. Yeah, I know. I forgot to turn it off. Yeah, you forgot last last time too. That's funny because it was uh, it was ringing. There we go. There it is. There it is. So, you know, we're ex- we're excited about some shows coming back. I tell you, I can't wait for twenty four to get back. Twenty four, Keither Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer. However That's you say a weird his name. name. Yeah, we're. It's what like it's like they baby. wanted him to be a girl and they were gonna name him Heifer. <laughs> Or we we but, shall call you Kiefer. <laughs> you forever will be known as Kiefer. Or maybe his parents had some kind of lisp and couldn't say Keith. Or maybe they they looked at him and like, oh, you're such a keeper. And they kept saying keeper, 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 keeper. And pretty soon it became a keeper. Mm. Uh, yeah, that might be stretching it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> oh, I'm excited about me. that coming back. It's just one of those shows that I'm just addicted to. and Really? I never... I'm, I openly admit it. I never watched it. I, I never got into it the first season. haven't gotten into it since. See, I, th- I think if you watched the first season and you committed yourself to watch that first season, you, you have to commit to it, you know? Yeah. But if you watch that first season, I think you'd be addicted. Really? Yeah. You know, I think wasn't it the first season or second? Uh, they they had that president guy, that the dude from the Allstate commercials. Mm-hmm. You're in good hands with Allstate. Yeah. With that super low deep voice or whatever. Yeah, he's cool, man. I Palmer. like him. President Palmer. President Palmer. Yes. That's I, neat. I actually have. I just realized I have no way of knowing how long we will be. I better figure that out right now before we move on. Oh. Okay, I know now. You know, you know how long. I know when to stop. Oh, good. That could be important. Well, yeah, I could just look at my watch and tell <laughs> you we got about we got about twenty, twenty minutes. Um, yeah, that's great. You know what show I like, uh, and then we'll stop talking about about <laughs> non-important things and actually talk about real important things. Um, and I know you're gonna laugh at me, and I know everyone listening is gonna laugh at me, but I don't care because I love it. And so do millions of other people. It's Survivor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Survivor, Melanie, my wife and I, we have been watching it since it first started. Like we were dating uh, when the very first season came out. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of our show. It was one of those things where 
um, you know, when we were dating, we would, we would go watch it. It would be like a nice little break. And, um, and we've watched it ever since all during when we were engaged, when we first got married, it's become just a staple of our marriage. And, you know, we look forward to it every season. Do you ask yourselves which one of you will be the survivor? Um, no, well, no, not, not, we, we don't ask ourselves <laughs> okay. which one of us will be a survivor. Um, but we certainly like to, uh, we, we like to, Do you try to outwit and outlast each other. No, we'll not, no, not each other, oh, okay. but on the game, I mean, we, you know, we, we talk about it and we, we debrief and we you subscri- subscribe to blogs about yeah. subscriber. No, I, ha- I haven't, I haven't gone subscriber, that far. Survivor, survivor, <laughs> subscriber, 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 that's um, the blog version of survivor. <laughs> So I should start one of those. I bet, you know, there'd be <laughs> blog people like me who would really get into that. Oh, totally. Anyway, so I, I really like that show. Um, and most of my friends and most of the people that I talk with, they usually make fun of us or, or make fun of me and, you know, say how stupid it is and blah, blah, blah. My wife really likes that show. Does she? Yeah. Way she's to go, been, Becky. been really into it. And yeah, I watch it with her. I, I can't say that I'm sold out diehard into the uh, show. You, yeah. But that's not horrible. You know, you know as, it's, as far it's as reality one of those TV shows goes. Where if, if you if you can if you can just go ahead and just sell out and and just follow it with your whole heart and, and get invested in the in the you know, the different people and start in if you have someone that you root for, uh, then it becomes really fun. Um, if you're just a casual until they get cast off, yeah, yeah until they get voted <laughs> off the island, then it, then you start crying, and you know we, we've had long nights, just tears, and you know just praying and just asking God <laughs> to reconcile Jerry Bruckheimer for you know the executive producer. Um, oh. No, sorry, <laughs> just kidding. So I got to, st- I, I I feel where we're going, and I don't like it. Uh oh. Because it's kind of starting to feel like we're becoming like Mac evangelists, you know. You know how Mac people, like, they have to be evangelists for Mac, and they, like, have to win you over to Mac. You know what I'm talking about? Winning them over. Sounds like Phil at your church might be like that. He might be the kind of (laughs) guy that's like, you know, he's out there crusading on the front lines to get people to stop (laughs) using their PCs and join the Mac revolution. Yeah, exactly. And see, and I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) I I absolutely cannot stand that. All right, well, I won't say any more about Survivor, but if you, too, like Survivor, send me an email to Kevin at Worship Catalyst. Worship ministry catalyst.com. Dot com. Dot com. Okay, well, why don't we just hop right into our topic for the day? Yeah. Because it's something I'm still learning about. And, uh, you know, I used to have a good way of doing this, but I don't anymore. Um, but we're talking about, you know, how do we find new songs? How do we find, pick new songs for our congregation? You know, not just, you know, what's new, you know, not just picking the newest stuff out there, but picking songs that are new, but also fit with, you know, the style of our congregation, the style of worship our congregation yeah. does. And the, you know, the culture and the DNA of the yes, church. Yes, exactly. So um, I can I can tell you how I used to do this, but it's not an option for me anymore. Oh. At my last church, the church actually owned a bookstore. Wow. And so uh, we would get a huge discount. You know, the church basically got any product for for ministry at the cost of the product with no markup wholesale yeah so i would just go down there and let, and i had a much bigger budget there too <laughs> uh-huh. so i would just go and you know every you know once a quarter probably go and pick up all the new worship cds that had come out and i would uh and it was actually i actually really i it was the best process i had at that point it's a little more difficult now but um i would go i'd rip all the cds 
put them on my iPod, all in one playlist, all you know, all new worship music, and then I'd, I'd listen to them in my car. And so I'd, I'd uh, have a notepad in the car. Wow, you're meticulous. And so, so I would listen to, you know, I'd start listening to a song. If, uh, uh, if I didn't like the song, I'd just skip over it. I wouldn't write it down. But the songs that I really, really liked, I would write down songs that were, that I wanted to listen to again, I'd write down. And then I'd cut, I'd cut all the songs I didn't like out of the playlist and I'd listen to them again. And so, and so we had the, you know, the best of the best and the good still in there. And so then I'd go through again. And if there were still some songs that I needed to weed out, I'd cut those out and make another playlist, listen to it again. And, you know, so there's this third time of listening. It's pretty narrowed down by this point. And then I, then I start cutting it down based on theology, on, um, mm-hmm. on what we can achieve as a band. You know, what is actually, what can we actually play? Yeah. You know, what can we actually do? And, you know, and then, and then, uh, you know, then I start bringing in, you know, what's going to really, really work well for our church. What's, you know, what's going to work well for maybe a sermon series coming up or yeah. songs like that. So, so then I narrow it down by those. That's what I did then. I can't do that anymore because we don't own a bookstore. bookstore. (laughs) Which, you know, most most churches probably don't own bookstores, so that's not a luxury that people have. I I didn't know. You're talking about Calvary? Yeah. They they own a bookstore? Yep. What's the bookstore? Treasure House. Oh. It's in downtown Longview. How about that? Little known fact. Even about, you know, I think even the majority of the people who go to Calvary don't know that Calvary owns a bookstore. That was kind of intentional, too. Right. Keeping it a little separate. So maybe maybe you could share with us what you do, and then okay. I'll come back and share my revised version. Your revised version, yes. Well, you know, I've I've used a couple of of different methods. So, um, and the one that I find works best for me, I'll just share that one. Uh, is kind of a little similar as to as to what um, uh, what you were sharing, David. But what what I do is, I, I guess I'm I'm a little more intentional instead of just going out and buying every new worship CD. Um, you know, I, uh, I'll, I'll go to, I'll go to websites, you know, like, uh, Christianity Today, uh, you know, even, even CCM and, you know, look at what, what are kind of the, the new worship CDs. I'll read the reviews, the ones that look good or, or just even ones that I know are going to be good. I mean, sometimes you just know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the new Chris Tomlin, uh, you know, you, you got to pick it up, mm-hmm. uh, even, even if you don't like all the stuff or whatever, I mean, you, you know, there's gonna be at least a couple of good ones, and there is that uh, that Jesus Messiah song is absolutely fantastic. Is it? Yeah, if you haven't heard it, I haven't bought it yet, but I've listened to the 30 second Amazon yeah. dot com <laughs> intro. You know, the little part they play. Yeah. So so um so going going to some of these places, uh, reading some reviews on you know good ones, and then and then I'll buy those. Uh, a lot of times, what I like to do is I, I buy them on um, on music clubs like soundandspirit.com because you can get them for really cheap, and mm-hmm. that way I can stretch my budget because uh, I, I have uh, $250 a year to, to buy music. Um, so, so that helps me stretch my budget just a little bit more if I can get them on Sound and Spirit or some other music clubs. Is that you have to subscribe to that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of you know one of those deals you um, you know uh, buy. You, you get seven CDs for free, and then you buy one at full price, and then you get four more for free, and then you, you know you got your featured selection that you gotta decline every every you know it's it's a bit of a hassle. But do you have to send the featured one back? Like, do they actually mail it to you? And you no, have to send it back? no. Uh, you you can actually you can have, it's actually 
uh, really user friendly. I mean, and I've been doing it for a while, so I got it pretty dialed in. But you just you just go online. You know, once a month they send you an email. Hey, your feature selection is here. Uh, you go online and just say no thanks, I don't want it, and that's all you do. Oh, um, see, my sister used to be in one of these when we were in high school. Yeah, and she's a year older than me, so it was a while ago. <laughs> but um, they would she subscribed and she they would send her a CD every month, and she actually had to send it back. Oh, and to the like company, pay, pay otherwise they would charge her for it. Wow. And so that was I thought that's a little bit not fair. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but wait, I don't even want this. Yeah. So no, no, it's not like that. Um, it's it's pretty user friendly, and it's actually a really good deal. I, I've done the math, and uh, when all is said and done, because you know you do have to pay for shipping and handling, which is two dollars and seventy nine cents per disc, uh, which is dumb, but that's how they make their money. Um, and then you got to buy the one at full price, which is like, you know, nineteen ninety nine or something ridiculous. Right. Um, but by the time you average it all out, you get you get 12 CDs uh, and you're paying an average of seven dollars um, or like six forty nine per CD, uh, which is better than, you know, iTunes, better than iTunes, Amazon. I- yeah, because they're like 10 bucks. Yeah, it's just you got to go through the whole rigmarole. You know, you right. got to go through the whole uh, getting your seven and and then uh, you know canceling or saying no thanks to your feature selection. But then you actually have a hard copy of the CD. Exactly. So if your computer crashes, right, right, you have something to so, call so back. So if you're on. old school and you like having hard copies of CDs, which which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still buy stuff on iTunes. Uh, but I like having, I don't know, there's something nostalgic about having that disc and having the, the CD jacket sleeve and right. whatever else. So, And this massive collection of thousands of CDs on your wall yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's true, which, which I do. I have, <laughs> I have two giant uh, CD cases. Um, I, I own like 870 CDs or something ridiculous, you know. Yeah, that is kind of ridiculous. Um, but I, it's almost become like a badge of honor or something. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe one of these days God, God's going to like convict me and strip me of my CDs. Um, hopefully not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so I um I find the CDs that that people are buzzing about. I buy them with my budget. You know, I do the same thing. I load them on my iPod. Uh, however, I'm not as intentional or meticulous as you. What what I do, um, what I do is I I listen I listen to these CDs uh, a minimum of four times through, and I always do it um, when I'm I, I I always do it when I'm doing other things. So if I'm in my office typing emails, if I'm in my car driving, uh, if if I'm you know even if if I'm at home on the internet, whatever. Uh, so so I constantly am having this music playing kind of in the background almost. And then what happens after about four passes through a CD, um, there will there will be I don't and I don't know it might just be me, but for me what happens is there'll usually be like like a click or a light bulb that kind of goes on. And after about four passes of listening to these songs in the background, there'll be like usually one or two songs that really stand out. And, and I'll listen to it again a fifth time, and this time I'll listen to it intentionally, uh, and, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that song. And I find myself, like, singing along to it, and I find myself, like, just really excited about it, and those are the songs that mm-hmm. I use. Yeah, that's that's I kind of do that when I'm picking, you know, the best of the best. Yeah. You know, those are the songs that I find myself, you know, coming out of my distracted state into being completely yes. focused on that song because it's good. Yeah, those are the ones that I choose. Exactly, and are the ones that 
you know, some of the some of the we did this we did a song you never let go the Matt Redman yeah. songs last oh, weekend. No, you never let go. And uh, we talked about it in our evaluation, and you know the evaluation was the verses nobody could follow along with me on because mm. we did Even them in a lo- you know we did them in the key of A, but it's normally valley. in the key of B, and so it's a little bit lower. But so the verses were right at the bottom of my range. Yeah. And so, but but if we did it in the in the original key, then the congregation wouldn't be able to sing on the chorus. It, that's a really tough song because because it's literally like an octave and a third yeah. of, of a of a range. Like, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, right? Of death. And then and then and then all of a sudden, oh no, you never let go. Right. And then you get to the bridge, and it, you know there are a couple parts in there that are even one step higher than yeah. you know. It's like you know. So the chorus and the you know the bridge are really good, but then you've got this verse that you have to get through. So it's like it's almost not even, you know maybe I'll just start doing the chorus and the bridge, attach it to another song or something. I've but, actually done that before. Um, yeah, there, there's a song from a United Hillsong United called "The Stand," mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the chorus I just love the chorus. I'll stand with arms high. You know, uh, Michael W. Smith even did a cover of it. Mm-hmm. But the verses I think are just. Like they they don't fit with the song. They're really kind of same thing, really low, bottom of the barrel thing. So I just axed the verses all together, and we just do the chorus. And we people, talked about that. It's like you know, you know, you can tell the almost tell the songs where the songwriter is inspired with this awesome chorus. Yeah, and, and then, then they like, try and go back and put some verses. And with then it. the producer is like, "Hey, you got to put a verse on it. If you if you want this on your CD, you're gonna have to put a verse on it." Oh man. So you know, you know that's that's some of the pitfalls that we're we're running into here with. with with song selection, but um, I like yeah, I like what you said about finding what's hot. You know what I do to do that now um, to find what's hot is I I have like uh, well, there's this great resource. It's available to everybody for free, and it's it's this guy, a worship leader called Fred McKinnon. I don't know if you've heard of him. No, but he, I think he's down in Alabama, somewhere in the South, Arkansas. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Fred, there. if you hear this, Sorry. but. Um, but he started. He's you know he's got quite the following, especially on his blog, and and he does this other thing called the Worship Community, and so it's theworshipcommunity.com. Give him a little a little love there, for your listeners to go check out. But um, he will he, he every week he posts, and another guy was doing this, and he stopped doing it, so he's doing it now. But um, he'll post his Sunday. He calls it Sunday set lists. So he'll post his Sunday set list, you know, the songs and and the authors, and then he opens it up for all the other worship leaders to post them there. You know, the worship leaders post them on their side, but he links to them, gives them a place to link to. Mm. So then there's like 20 different worship leaders who are posting their sets every week of what they did this last Sunday. And so then you can go through and click through these these uh, sets that that everyone else across the country is doing literally in some oh. places around the world. And you can see what they've done, you know, the new songs that they're doing, you can you can even hear how they how they some of them will say how the songs went at their churches, you know, mm-hmm. went really well, didn't go really well and kind of get a feel for, you know, what song might or might not work. And so you can kind of through this through these blogs feel and hear and see some of the some of the New, you know the newest stuff that's out there, and and in that way, you know, you're building community you yeah. know, and all that stuff. And so, that's one of the the best ways. And so, then what I do if I if I see a song or an artist that I'm not familiar with, I'll, then I'll pop over to iTunes and put the song in and listen to a clip of it, or Amazon and listen to right. a clip. And, and, and real quick, I mean, I should say that I don't exclusively use that method of just you know 
buying a CD and listening through it four you know times and finding the the standout. You know, a lot of times what I do, um, I think iTunes has been just for me personally has just been one of the, one of the greatest. Uh, resources. I mean, where else can you buy just one song that you want to pre? And it's only a buck, you know. I mean, what's right. a buck? And so, you it's know, a deer with antlers. Good boy, that was clever. Thank you, man. You are on spot today, David. <laughs> so anyway, but you know, like for for a dollar, you can you can find a song. Uh, you can you can buy it. See if it's gonna work or not. Uh, another thing that another resource I use, um, you know, and it, it's it's probably uh, a really I don't know, I, I I don't know if it's it's become obnoxious or not. But CCLI, you know, posts their t- uh, top twenty five mm-hmm. uh, songs every single week, and I mean they are the the copyright holders for all these songs, and so you know w- you know. When you go to those top 25s, you know that, like, these are literally the top 25 songs being sung or played or, or top 25 songs that are being downloaded or charts right. that are downloaded uh, because, you know, the CCLI holds all the copyright licenses for them. And so, you know, uh, for me, I think that that can be a good gauge, you know, what what's being done uh, globally or nationally, even I guess even globally because they... Yeah, it's, that's one of the things I haven't liked about it is it's globally. And, oh. so, and it's like every single church in the world. So you end up with like, you know, the songs, you know, it's it's a good thing to check and make sure you're probably doing most of those songs because that's what practically every church in America and in the world is doing right. are those songs. But at the same time, you know, they may not be the best songs for your congregation because and, and, that, and that's church. a good point. And you got to balance that out, yeah. you know. And so and so I think you know for me, like I, I look at the top twenty five, and you know we do most of the songs, but we don't do all of them on a regular basis because a lot of those songs are actually I'm surprised some of them. Are actually really kind of older songs. Yeah. Um, you know, you are my all in all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, and that's that's kind of what turns me off to it because you know it is the songs of every church. So there are lots. You know, small churches are you know putting yeah. in there, and, and and there's nothing wrong with those songs, and there's nothing wrong with those churches doing them. It's just not where we are as a church, and so and and that's a good point. You got to evaluate where you're at for as a church if you're trying to be like on the cutting edge and contemporary. You know, yeah, maybe the top twenty five isn't going to be your best resource maybe you can use it as a reference point you know hey have we done these songs are we doing these songs um but but you're right because a song like the new chris tomlin jesus messiah which i think you know that that was one of the songs the very first time i heard that song like i i was worshiping and that's Mm -hmm. very rare for me i don't know if it's because i'm cynical or what but you know like the very first time i heard that song i thought my gosh this song is amazing this guy is an anointed gifted worship leader and songwriter and you know it's going to be months and months maybe even a year or so before that song ends up on the top 25 because mm-hmm. churches are slow kind of getting getting to it so and that's well, in the way their whole reporting works too. I it's mean, that's true. based six, on their six reporting month cycle. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's based on a six month cycle. So it would literally be a, a good long time before it might even show up on that list, right? Well, and and, and just to clarify, um, that that uh, that six month cycle will determine their top one hundred list. However, they have sections on their website that are the top twenty five downloaded charts, the top twenty five listened right. uh and so those are actually current real time mm-hmm. uh things. But 
um, re- regardless, it does take a while for certain songs to get up there. So good, good points. Um, you, you got to find what is going to work with your church and the culture of your church. So lots of thoughts there. Maybe you have some more thoughts on that. We are out of time. We got to get time. Kevin out of here to his meeting. So I, I got to go. Uh, why don't you uh, give us your your input on this? www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can email David or Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. All that information is on the website. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us as soon as you can and let us know what you're thinking about this topic or any other topic that we have on our website. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you were like, 